Narrow handstands are wildly underrated when it comes to handstand training. Due to a lack of proper analyzing, most people never really see the true potential of the narrow handstand. On your way towards the one-arm handstand, narrow handstands represent a great progression to build very specific strength that is almost impossible to isolate and build with any other exercise. To give you a little bit of insight, in the performing world where I come from, we call these two-on-one handstands. Basically two hands on one block or one handstand cane. Now, we're mainly training on the floor, so I've adjusted them, and we're here going to refer to them as two on two. Two hands on two blocks. But more to this and everything that you have to know about the narrow handstand in today's episode. My name is Sasha Bachmann, and I've spent my entire life performing, training, and coaching handstands, flexibility, and calisthenics to people all around the world. Make sure you click the link in today's show notes for an article full of images and videos to visualize the here explained concept and for a free workout. Getting started right away with the first thing that we have to clear up, what actually is the narrow handstand? Like the name already suggested, it's simply a narrow handstand. Go from a straight handstand, move your hands closer towards each other until the thumbs touch, and there you go. You have a narrow handstand. One thing that's really, really important is, while you move your hands closer in, they should not rotate. Your fingers should continue to point in exactly the same direction as they always do. If you do have hand balancing blocks, no matter if you're used to training on them or not, I would strongly recommend for you to train your two-on-two handstands or your narrow handstand on these handstand blocks. But there's two main reasons for that. Number one, we are practicing this narrow handstand as a direct progression of the one-arm handstand. You're going to get your first one-arm handstand on blocks or even on canes, definitely not on the floor. So let's get started working with handstand blocks to get used to them as early as possible. So when we move on to more advanced drills, you're already used to the blocks. Secondly, Blocks will give you a little bit more control than what you have on the floor and upcoming drills are difficult. So you might as well use the blocks and make it just a little bit easier for you to avoid plateaus. On the handstand blocks, most people have two fingers, the index and the middle finger facing towards the front. If you have really, really small hands, you might put a third finger in front. But keep in mind that by putting a third finger in front, your hands slightly rotate. And like I said earlier, you don't want to rotate your hands. So basically look at your hand position in a regular handstand and then simply go with that for your blocks. Your hands should be so close towards each other that the thumbs touch each other. You could also fold the thumbs out and cross them. If you're practicing acro yoga with your friends in the park, chances are high you're going to be working this narrow or two-on-one handstand on your base's head. In this case, I strongly, strongly recommend, no, actually it is absolutely necessary that you cross your thumbs because if you do not cross your thumbs, your hands will simply slide off as there's nothing to hold you back. Most people who start training for the one-arm handstand think that they can simply go from a straight handstand to a piano hold or fingertip hold and to a one-arm handstand. While theoretically that is kind of possible, you're not going to learn proper technique and especially you're going to get plateaued all the time, simply due to a lack of progressions as each next step is still very far away. I've made it my life's goal to find as many useful one-arm handstand progressions as possible to make the chances of hitting plateaus as small as possible. Now the two-on-two handstand plays a big part on your way towards the one-arm handstand for three particular reasons. Number one. When you're doing a straight and regular two-arm handstand, the pressure is in between your hands. Most weight goes onto your chest muscles and your anterior deltoids. When you're now transferring out towards the side, this pressure moves on top of one hand and towards the outside, meaning you're taking a whole lot of heat with your outside shoulder, with your posterior deltoid. Now, here it's basically a good thing that you cannot just jump up and hold your one-arm handstand because chances are high since you've never used those outside muscles to stabilize your handstand that if you would just jump up and hold your one-arm handstand, the muscle would be completely overloaded and you'd probably get injured. By training the two-on-two handstand with our hands so narrow, you're already putting significant amount of pressure on the outside shoulder and you can prepare them for the pressure that's about to come. Secondly, 
The biggest problem of the one-arm handstand is that we turn, that we rotate out as soon as we take the hand off. This rotation happens because the free shoulder, the one attached to the arm that's not on the floor, moves towards the backside of your body. And your hips always follow the shoulder. No matter what the shoulder does, your body will do too. What we basically need to learn is to do a one-arm handstand without lifting the free shoulder up and away from the floor. That is very difficult, and for most people, this is the most difficult part of the one-arm handstand. Now, in this 2-1-2 handstand, in this narrow handstand, we have to push both shoulders down towards the floor as much as possible, which is very, very similar to the sensation that you have on one hand. A narrow handstand is the closest that you can get to a one-arm handstand on two hands. Last but not least, the third thing that you get to take away from the narrow handstand practice is that on two hands, you have a very big surface area that you're balancing on. On one hand, this surface area becomes very, very small. Picture yourself standing upright on two feet compared to a ballet dancer on one point shoe. As you can imagine, on one point shoe is significantly harder to balance. Now, getting closer towards the feeling on one point shoe would be two point shoes very, very close towards each other. Or, in other words, a narrow handstand. While the feeling for balance and control on one hand is still significantly different than in a narrow handstand, it is much closer to the feeling of the narrow handstand than it is to the regular two-arm handstand. So you can practice your narrow handstands in order to prepare your body to one day be able to control and balance your one-arm handstand. Depending on your body type and mainly the size of your shoulders, doing a two-on-two or narrow handstand is going to be more or less difficult. If we look at it from a very broad sense, we have two separate types of handstand athletes. Number one, we have somebody who is more flexible and not quite as strong just yet. On the other hand, we have an athlete who's very strong and not quite as flexible. Picture somebody practicing yoga in one side of the room against somebody who's training CrossFit on the other side of the room. Now, this more flexible and not quite a strong type is going to have an easier time learning the two-on-two handstand. That's for a variety of reasons. Number one, the extra bit of mobility that you have is going to make it easier to get your hands overhead together with locked elbows. Secondly, chances are high that your shoulders are not quite as broad, which means that the angle change of your arms is less. Now, the disadvantage here is that with this bit of lack of strength that you have for now, the two-on-two handstand might be a little bit more scary because you're scared of falling on your face, especially if you're training close to the wall on blocks. For the more flexible type, the two-on-two handstand, or in this case, the two-on-one handstand, is very, very popular for performances. It's very beautiful as people who are more mobile usually have slightly hyperextended elbows, so their elbows are actually touching in this position. And it's a very convenient way of getting up onto your handstand canes without having to press. You put two hands on one block, and your feet on the other block, and you're able to swing up, kick up, or even step up into your handstand. If you are the less flexible but stronger type, the two-on-two handstand is going to be rather challenging for you. And I encourage you to take this challenge because there's a lot that you can take from this. It's going to be more difficult for you to get your hands together overhead with locked elbows because you're already struggling with scapular elevation and shoulder flexion. And additionally, if you're very strong, chances are high your shoulders are pretty wide, which means that the angle change of your arms becomes rather big. For you, it is very important to be aware of the fact that this is more difficult for you, but to know how much you can take from this. Go slow, stay focused, stay consistent. You're in it for the long run. When training for the narrow handstand, it is important to remember that we're training a part of our shoulder muscles that we haven't really used in this direction yet. So it is important that we don't do 25 sets on day one. Instead, we want to incorporate narrow handstands into our practice slowly to allow our muscles to be slowly overloaded and to grow with this new pressure. What I would recommend is for you to add two to eventually four sets of two and two on narrow handstands into your practice. If you're already practicing one-arm handstands, do those two and two handstands right before your one-arm handstand drills. If you're not working on your one-arm handstands yet, 
do the two-on-two handstands right before your conditioning at the end of your workout. The first thing that we have to do when working towards the two-on-two handstand is to build adequate shoulder strength. You can achieve this by practicing single leg L handstand shoulder shrugs with your hands closer towards each other, tack slides close to the wall, very, very difficult, go slow with those. And then of course the half slide away to start developing the strength to move the shoulders back and forth. Once this works, we want to take the handstand off the wall. Start with straddle jumps and eventually straddle jumps to legs together. It is essential that you commit to your jump. You might be used to jumping up to two hands. You make it up to like 70, 80%. You bend your elbows a bit, you can fight and you still make it up. With the two on two handstand, this is not going to work. You need to jump up at least 90% of the way before you have an actual fighting chance. If you realize you don't jump high enough, don't try to fight it. Come back down right away and simply jump again. If not, you're going to waste time and energy. Another thing, of course, that you can do to progress towards the narrow handstand is to simply put your hands not quite as narrow. You can start placing your hands just halfway close towards each other. By using blocks, leave some space in between the blocks. Over time, every week, you move your hands a little bit closer to build strength, to build coordination, to build awareness, and especially to build confidence. The two-on-two handstand is a logical and even necessary progression of the one-arm handstand. It will help you build strength, coordination, confidence, feeling for balance, and essential technical details that you simply need if you want to stand on one hand. Make sure to check out the show notes and click on the link to head over to my website. You're going to find images and videos visualizing all the concepts that I was just explaining, including the exercises that I was talking about. Additionally, there you can sign up for a free workout to get started with your handstand journey, your one-arm handstand journey, your press-to-handstand, no matter what you want. That's it for today. Reach out if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.